Day four, the way we march matters. My rally cry in 2020 has been on your March cassette go. I swapped March for March just because in a race you run as individuals, but my Gagagoons community is moving forward together. It's not a race, it's a march of progress, peace, and prosperity. It is a mission to improve the conditions of the whosoever wills by extending the love of Jesus to every human whose life we touch. In this chapter, we will go over the significance of perception because perception creates reality. How we march affects who we march with. You may have heard that birds of a feather flock together. That seems to be universally true. Royals hang out with royals, techies hang out with techies, and so on. That is why when we march with biased judgments and holier-than-thou attitudes, we don't fill our ranks with people genuinely dedicated to the mission. Our ranks, instead, are filled by those who want to get patted on themselves on the back for having a love of Christ to the exclusion of others. We fill our ranks with elites and those interested in barriers, not boundlessness. How we march creates or eliminates confusion. If we march with a message of love, but hate those who disagree with us, we create confusion. In a corporate world, everyone knows that confused messages leads to a billion dollar failures. Companies, no matter how big, can fail, but our mission is too important for us to do so. We must succeed in engulfing the patience and love and empathy. And for that, we must march with clarity. We must know our message, profess the same message, and then act it out in the world. How we march creates reality. With even the surface level knowledge of Genesis, most people know that God speaks things into being. This power of the word is not so direct in humans. We speak things into perception, and if we stick with perception, we turn it into reality. Fake it till you make it is an atheistic concept because an atheist doesn't trust his word. We know that we can speak words into perception and turn them into reality. It is a genuine, noble, creative process. You cannot speak things into existence if your actions counter their perception. So, when you march with the message of love and faith, you must act such that the perception of faith and love is upheld. Today, make a list of all the, all the areas in which you can embody love and show more faith. Faith in the process, faith in yourself, and faith in Christ. Write down at least 10 things you can do better to move love and faith. And when you improve yourself, you are marching with my community. You are a part of my community. We are all improving ourselves. We are all have the faith. We all love each other in Christ. And just like I won't judge you for your circumstances, conditions, and decisions, I hope you extend that same courtesy to the whosoever wills in your life. Day five, what to seek forgiveness for. At the time of writing this, it is evident that the Democrats have won presidential election. Many of the community resonated with democratic values of social giving and community welfare. On the other side, the president, since 2016, has become a symbol of polarization and brassness. It is easy to rationalize hatred when someone like that has in power for so long. It is tempting to gloat. But I want this to be a sobering moment for our community. I want us to seek forgiveness for having ill will towards a man in his 70s. 
it is great to conquer. And I want to congratulate everyone who wanted to vote them out. You have accomplished exactly what you set out to do. You did not let life happen to you. You took matters into your own hand and made a difference in a legal and legitimate way. It is good to conquer, but gloating is a display of milking the victory. And guess who milks something for every ounce? The one with the scarcity, with the scarcity mindset. A billionaire never negotiates on his grocery bill because he does not want a milk a dollar for every bit of material value. Why? Because he has a million a billion more of those coming. And I want you to have the expectation in regards to victory. Don't stop at gloat because you did something only to win and that will be your experience in your life. There's a good chance that you're reading this while 2020 seems like a far off history and who is the president matters not one bit. The lesson still stands. Whatever victory you experience, act like there's one in a thousand more coming your way. This way, the first benefit of this is pure optics. You do not need to repel people because you've won against them. You soon shift from winning against people to winning over their hearts. The second benefit is that you move forward instead of getting stuck. It is easy to get stuck on a win and let time make you a loser. If you have a million dollars and it just kept in the safe, it would eventually be worth less than a thousand bucks. If money can't afford to stay still in one place, how can you and I? In victory, move forward with grace and avoid losing momentum. And in defeat, avoid resentment. Seek forgiveness for the animosity and ill will. They deserve it, you may attempt to, to protest. It rem- Remember, we are no less one to pass the judgment. It would take an incredible com- coincidence for us to have dispensed exactly how much ill will someone deserves. If you've wished someone harm, repent. If you've felt joy in someone's suffering, repent. If you hope someone would go through or stay in pain, repent. Today is the day that you take losses less personally. Remember that yesterday you acknowledged that you were an instrument of God, regardless of how your life goes. So take defeats as detours and victories as jump off points. Stop neither to gloat nor to harm. Day six. How important is God in your life? We've always worshipped different deities on different levels of organization of our species. (laughs) Let that sink in. It is possible for a family to be Hindu, but you to be a Christian individual in it. On the family level, in that case, the unit worships Hindu gods. Similarly, it is possible for your entire family to be Christian, but residing in a Muslim country. I believe this hierarchy goes all the way up to the planet level. In the times of the Roman Catholic Empire, we worshipped our gods on the highest level of organization. Today, Christianity is the largest religion, and that should imply that we still worship God on the planet level. But that isn't evident from our actions in public conversations. It seems like there are two two gods competing for global worship, money and individual rights. Those who preach the gospel of infinite rights pursue individualism and discard all the blessings that come with cooperation, cohesion, and organization. Those who pursue money to the exclusion of all others confine themselves to a material experience instead of a spiritual one. Believe me, I am not against accumulating wealth. I'm against worshiping it. 
As mentioned in the introduction, your God in practice is whatever your highest aim is. So aim towards spreading the love and message of Jesus Christ and get your money as if it was your right because you earned it and you earned what was coming to you. However, ask yourself how important God is in your life. Track the time you spend at your job or in your business chasing money. Compare that with the time is spent raising and praising God and sharing his love. You will see a contrast that doesn't paint a pretty picture. Notice how the conversations that you have about brands, stocks, relationships, and money all flow together. But the moment you bring up God, the conversation changes. That is the tragedy of trying to compartmentalize God. When you can find God in his blessings to a box, you automatically prioritize everything else over him. You cannot spend 24 hours in church, even if it is the black church. You can't even have it in your ears for 24 hours. So the best way to make sure that you spend the majority of your time with God is to bring him into everything else. You will know that God is integrated into your life when you can talk about him with as much ease as you can talk about your husband or your sibling. What are those? Relationships. When your relationship with Jesus is as natural as a conversation, it becomes effortless as well. So make today a day where you set a strategy to ease God into every area of your life. When you earn so you can spend the money experiencing God's blessing, your money pursuits become Christian. When you multiply your wealth so that you can bless others, your investments become Christian. When you hang out with your friends and can have conversations about Christ, your social life becomes Christian. And when everything you do leads back to Christ, your God in practice becomes the one who created you. I hope every Christian can do this so our planet as a whole can return to Christ in practice.